Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 20th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale, as usual, on Wednesday. Max, let's get into a topic that I know a lot of fans are wondering about. We're wondering about it, too. Um, how will the play-calling duties break down? Ryan Day's been asked about it, and he's been, you know, I, I don't want to say coy. I mean, he hasn't really avoided it. He just says, you know, we're still talking about that. I will be heavily involved, as he says. You know, obviously Kevin Wilson's going to be involved, Mike Yersich. Bax, how do you think that's going to break down as far as the play-calling responsibilities? You know, this is an interesting one because you have three real heavyweight guys on that offensive side of the football in terms of play calling. Uh, Kevin Wilson's obviously an extremely accomplished offensive coordinator in his career. He did well at OSU the first year he shared duties with Ryan Day. He still deserves credit for last year, even though Ryan Day was the primary play caller. Uh, Let's be honest, whenever Ryan Day was the head coach for three games, Kevin Wilson certainly had a significant role. Uh, in the play calling. He may have even been the play caller the first three games while Ryan Day was the head coach. But of that same token, I don't think Ryan Day is going to be involved in the nuts and bolts of every single play call purely because if that was his plan was to be heavily involved on every single play, he wouldn't have brought in Mike Yersich. I think Yersich is the hire that says that Ryan Day is trying to be more of the overseer with his you know hand in the cookie jar but he's not trying to be the guy who is the nitty-gritty, what are we going to call on this play sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure, much like Urban did, he'll interject himself into the, quote, flow of the play calling. But I don't think you're going to see him pulling a Jim Trestle and being the play caller and the head coach at the same time, not with both Wilson and Yersich there. The offense would have to seriously struggle and be way worse than any of us expect for him to really jump in on that. So my read right now is that Yersich is going to be the guy. I think Wilson's going to be heavily involved, and obviously Ryan Day is going to be involved because he's an offensive you know, savant in many ways. But I do think on game days, Ryan Day is going to be trying to split his attention. And we're going to find out this year if that's a, a good thing or if it's something he's going to have to reevaluate midseason. But I don't think he would have brought in Mike Yersich, stolen him from Oklahoma State with Yersich's track record, and not told him he was going to be the play caller. I agree with you. I think. Um... Ryan Day will be calling a lot of the plays, but I think if he had to rely on one of the two, it'll be on Yursich more so than Kevin Wilson, although I think Kevin Wilson's obviously going to be heavily involved with everything. He's going to be kind of the run game coordinator, while Yursich, with his title, of course, uh, you know, he is going to be the passing game coordinator. You know, it's interesting, my friend, you and I were, you know, the co-club presidents of the Kevin Wilson fan club, and... Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm glad he's still around. That shows that he's got – we know he's got an ego, but, you know, at least he has stayed around. Um, Ryan Day was the one that really, like, you know, just completely uh, just rised up and, and became, like, the head coach in waiting. Now they bring in Yursich. What do you make of all that? That You know, I mean, I still think Kevin Wilson's a brilliant offensive mind looking what he's done throughout his career. Um, again, I'm thrilled he's still here at Ohio State. But what do you make of, like uh, – you know, I mean, you and I were wrong. We we thought he was the guy. You know, Ryan Day was the guy. Well, I don't think even Urban expected Ryan Day to be the guy. I think he thought highly of Ryan Day. And we all went, wow, that guy seems to really have it. When Kevin Wilson was hired, I think the thought process was, yeah, look what Kevin Wilson did at Oklahoma. Look what he did with bum talent at Indiana. And this guy is going to be awesome with Ohio State caliber talent. And Ryan Day just is the Falcon Heavy shooting off into the sky from the moment that he landed. Um, I don't even think that's a knock on, on Kevin Wilson. 
And for all of the ego and arrogance that Kevin Wilson supposedly had before we saw him, and may well have had because I didn't pay close attention to what Kevin Wilson's you know day to day was like at Oklahoma or Northwestern or Indiana before he got here. He, since he's got to Columbus, he has been usurped as the primary play caller. Didn't make a peep about it. Just made sure the offenses continued to be really good. Um, he has been in a position where the offensive line has been a concern, and there's been a lot of talk that. Kevin Wilson is essentially the offensive line coach right now, uh, which is a, a step back for a guy who was a Big Ten head coach, what, two years ago? So, you know, I think he's certainly shown he's willing to do what it takes to help the program succeed. I also think in the cynic in me, you know, is probably the correct one here, which is when Kevin Wilson left Indiana, didn't even get a buyout. It was just a co we're both getting out of this deal without t- trash-talking each other kind of equation. Um, Kevin Wilson's image needed rehab. A lot of people said he was too hard on his players. He was a 1980s coach in the in the new millennium. And he's come to Ohio State. I've heard nothing bad about him. He's been a team player. And if you look at what he's done with the responsibilities, there's no question on that. He's been willing to step aside whenever something's better for the situation, apply himself essentially as a position coach in some spots. And he's essentially at this point rehabilitating himself for one more run at a head coaching job somewhere. And I think that was his plan from the start. You know, Urban used to ask his coaches, give us two years. You, I want two years as an assistant here. That's my request to you. He asked that of every one of his coaches. And he'd stick with them for two years. We saw it with the best of our coaches and the worst of our coaches under Urban. Kevin Wilson, I think, was always going to be a three- or four-year kind of thing, where Kevin Wilson was a significant presence in the offensive room, was a very successful presence in the offensive room, was sort of a Swiss Army knife when it came to coaching and the ability to coach quarterbacks, offensive linemen, the whole offense itself. And in another year or two, if Ohio State continues to just bomb on offense and have multiple first-round picks, because if Justin Fields is here two years and goes on to the NFL, you know he's going to be a high pick. Dwayne Haskins is about to be the top quarterback in the draft. And Kevin Wilson is going to get looks from somewhere as a head coach. He'll only be about 60 at that point. So you could hire him and have a reasonable run with him. And I think Kevin Wilson's time at Ohio State has been as much about him rehabilitating his image as a potential future head coach as it has been about, you know, him being just a good coach. I think we all knew he was a good coach. For him, the questions that surround him as a coach are slowly fading into the past. And I think you're going to see in another year or two, Kevin Wilson's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. I like what you said about three heavyweight guys on the offensive side of the ball. I couldn't agree more when you look at Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson and Mike Yersich. Um And that bodes well for one, Justin Fields. Uh, just what are, in year one, not – even looking down the line at his career, but um, which could just be two years at Ohio State, of course. But in year one, in 2019, backs, what do you expect out of Justin Fields? That's not fair, but I expect him to be one of the five best quarterbacks in the country. <laughs> you know, much like Ryan Day, year one, what's your expectation? Uh, that's the, fair. The standard is I the think, standard. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Top five in the country, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean – this is a guy who some people thought was a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence. And when he got to Georgia last year, he was so good, he thought he was going to dethrone a guy who made it to the national championship game. By the way, Justin Fields' statistics when he was in the game at Georgia are nearly flawless. He just didn't get to throw the ball very much. For some moronic reason, I think Kirby Smart, maybe not moronic, but Kirby Smart's reasoning here, I think was, hey, look, I've got a guy in Jake Fromm who can throw, but he's not a good runner. So when we bring in Fields, let's make him the change of pace guy, even though he's a good passer. 
And so a lot of people got Stephen A. Smith disease and think that Justin Fields is just a running quarterback, right? <laughs> Truth of the matter is, you know, he's not just a running quarterback, right? He's a guy who a lot of people think has similar passing chops to a guy like Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is about to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Dwayne Haskins is the best cast passing quarterback in the history of Ohio State. I'm not saying Justin Fields is necessarily going to be Dwayne Haskins throwing the football this year, but I'm saying he's not going to be JT Barrett throwing the football either. He's going to be a darn good passer. He may be more of an equivalent of a Troy Smith in the modern era of football where, hey, guess what? This guy's got a gun, but he's an athlete. Now, I think as Fields develops, we're going to see a little bit more of a Troy pass for him, which is he'll run more early, right? If it breaks down and he's out of the pocket and he sees 10 yards, he'll go pick him up with his feet. As he gets older, I think Fields is going to be a guy who is going to take the arm into the equation. Because remember, he has two years here. So you said it was probably two years. I'll be stunned if it's not two years for Justin Fields. Something went horribly wrong if Justin Fields is here in three years. And he's a guy who is going to, the next two years for him, see this as his NFL film to be a top draft pick. And this is a guy, again, people thought he was better than Trevor Lawrence, some people. This was a, a coin flip for who was the number one quarterback last year coming out of high school. Trevor Lawrence just won the national championship. And while he may run people over in intramural league basketball and seem to have, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing running over engineering students who, who are setting picks for him, but whatever. Trevor Lawrence is a hell of a quarterback, and everybody thinks in two years he's the number one overall pick. Justin Fields is the only guy who's going to give him a run for his money from the quarterback position. And now he's at Ohio State. And what's really awesome about this, and this is something that some people are just – I don't think a lot of the Ohio State public at large is yet aware of this. Ohio State is rapidly gaining a reputation under Ryan Day without him having coached more than just three games as an interim role last year as one of the premier quarterback factories in the country, right? Um, I, read, I read something today about all the NFL scouts and how they're looking at Dwayne Haskins going into this draft, and there's a lot of talk that – Ohio State and Clemson are the two or sorry, Ohio State, Clemson and Oklahoma are the three schools that are producing NFL quarterbacks. Like Lincoln Riley is the is the quarterback whisperer right now with all these Heisman guys, right? That's why Jalen Hurts went there. If there's anybody up there with Lincoln Riley in the eyes of NFL evaluators, it's Ryan Day. What does that tell you about kids who want to play quarterback in the next ten years coming to Ohio State? There's a lot. And it also tells you something that a lot of these NFL scouts are already looking and saying, Hey, that Fields guy who hasn't really played much that most of the public at large doesn't know a lot about, he's going to be really flipping good this year. So my expectations for Justin Fields are stratospheric, and I do think he's going to live up to him. That's the craziest part about this. This is a, one of the most talented quarterbacks, one of the most highly rated recruits to come to Ohio State ever. Great insights, as always, from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every Sunday on Bucknuts. It is the bucket Thank you very much, Bax, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. 